best not miss. Well, I'm a bunch of little crowd laying motherfucker, motherfucker. Welcome to the Party Pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. Welcome to the Party Pal is a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Head over to OsirisPod.com. Check out all their podcasts, their live events, everything they got going on. That is OsirisPod.com. Today, we're going to do a little something different. And to help me out, we have uh, Ryan O'Connell back on the program. As a reminder, Ryan is a writer, event professional, and one-time musician from the great state of Maine who currently resides in New Jersey. He has contributed work to Uprocks, Heavy, and Bro Bible. He also maintains his own blog. you got to check this out. It's called Giddy Up America. He has watched The Wire all the way through five times, and as a result, we'll make references to it on a regular basis. And that really sets us up, because what we're going to do today is an episode based on an article Ryan wrote. And that article is at Bro Bible, and it's called Who is the Greatest HBO Character of All Time? So we're going to get into it. We're going to really dissect all the, the great characters that have uh, been on their programs throughout all the years. So this should be a lot of fun. So, uh, Ryan, welcome back to the program. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. So uh, we're, we're digging into this. This is kind of a novel idea, but this is something we really haven't done over here, but I love, love this idea of being an HBO junkie, thinking truly that they are the, the cream of the crop when it comes to, to the, uh, you know, the television programs and what they put out. It's just, it's just been insane. And so we're going to get a chance to talk about all of that. And um, it's all based on your list that you put together about the greatest, uh, it was, you know, kind of a, you had a bracket, which is really, really fun to look <laughs> at. And you had ranked, you could tell you put a lot of time into ranking the characters and everything. Uh, really well done, but it was about coming to terms with the greatest HBO character of all time. But I thought it was a cool way to get it going to ask you what your criteria was for uh, for these great characters, because I think that really sets us up for how we're ranking them and, and how we talk about the whole thing. So what was your criteria? Um, yeah, so it's kind of so how like winners would be determined, the character's role in the show like how where they fit within like the grand scheme of things their length of time on the show i thought was important crucial um definitely come into play with like certain characters who you know had a good like good good run Mm -hmm. but not through like the whole series and then like cultural significance Mm because like it is true like these hbo shows are just behemoths yeah you know and like so and some of the characters like really come out of it and just like become larger than life um and then just memorable quotes and scenes was almost like what could be used to like push a certain character over another one yeah yeah so which helped when because ultimately i was arguing with myself (laughs) um which i just do a lot um and so sometimes you kind of need help kind of need a tiebreaker you need a tiebreaker Yeah, but to be yeah. yourself, which part of you is going to win? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think that's. I mean, th- I think uh, to focus on one of those pieces, um, you know, uh, the role in this show, obviously, you know, cultural significance. That is a big one. It's. I mean, some of these yeah. do come become like just water cooler things. That, I mean, become part of like our verbiage, how we speak to each other. Um, length of time is just crucial, though. The, you know, I, I 
think when I talk about hip hop and stuff and I talk, obviously the, the goat question comes up a lot. And one yeah. of the things is, you know, that person, whether it's Tupac or Biggie, you know, they just didn't have, they don't have, they didn't have the length of time to put out the albums and it's not their fault, but so there's yeah. certain ones. And, and for this, I mean, there's a lot of these characters that are so great that were on HBO that um, I, I kind of look at it as the rust, rust coal problem where they, yes. you got a season. And I mean, I even think, you know, Watchmen, like uh, uh, they, there's the, uh, you know, characters there that are just epic. Band of Brothers with Colonel Winters and, you yeah. know, Station Eleven with Kirsten and Jivon. There's, I mean, you just, they're so special, but they can't make the list. I mean, they, I mean, especially we're yeah. going to talk about our top 10 characters, but as special as they are, they don't belong because of longevity. Yeah. It's almost like, um, I remember, and it's funny because you're, you're running the Jules sweatshirt. <laughs> Remember I did the thing like thinking about like, you know, this Mount Rushmore of uh, I did like I think I talked about like hip hop duos. Yeah. Yeah. And where they would like land. I and then I kind of had to I, I kind of came to the conclusion. I was like, you almost need like another Mount Rushmore like yeah. down the street. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not, a, not as impressive, but it's still like and I feel like with this, it's like you could almost do like and I mean, don't give me any ideas, but you could probably go down a rabbit hole of like coming up with a back bracket of like one-off characters one yeah you know? i love it and the i think is, like looking so back at this people. like yeah like i included russ cole in this because i just thought he was so impressive but it's yeah. like now with like some hindsight it's like oh it's kind of like not fair but i mean spoiler he didn't get that far in the, yeah. <laughs> in the bracket, but yeah. like yeah it's but then again like true detectives kind of like this weird anomaly yeah of like how it keeps going you know absolutely not really carryover. Yeah. The one I want to mention that was I was blanking for a second for Watchmen. I mean Regina King's character in that is just is just absolutely stunning. Uh I love yeah. that series. Um so we're gonna that start off. We we both put together uh, a top 10 list and let's just let's bounce through it. Let's see where we connect. Let's see. Uh okay. I did I I took I took a couple um liberties and it once I got real serious when I got into my top five and just really you know, <laughs> right. I wasn't joking around but there's yeah. a couple, I think I put a couple that might be surprises in, in, you know, the, the top half of my top 10. Uh, but you want to kick us off with your number 10? Yeah. I mean, first off, I mean, bonus points for getting serious about it. I mean, you're talking to someone who wrote about two, like 20,000 words on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know I mean? There you go. You're here. I don't mess um, around. I got I gotta tell you, I wrote an article about the top 20, Breaking Bad episodes of all time. I don't think I've spent more time on any project I've had in my, you know, like yeah. I don't I don't play around with these things. It's important to me. No, it's <laughs> but it's like fun to do and like it's fun. like yeah, like you go to these rabbit holes and debating and all that stuff. Um yep. what was your number one breaking bad episode? Uh that's a I, it's uh, Ozzy Matias was up there. Um yeah. that's a good that's you know what that's a good question. Um uh, I'll look it up as, as you're speaking here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so number 10, and I went back and forth in this one. Um, I had Ari Gold from Entourage. Oh, wow, wow, cool. Just because I think what was it about Ari that, like, you know, kind of makes him stand out above all, you know, because he's beaten a lot of people here. Yeah, I mean, I think well, part of it is like you include the like the legacy of Entourage, yep, and I think it's hard to. Like Vince and his dudes are kind of almost like one character broken yeah. up into like four different people. Mm -hmm. But like Ari was just like this, just this wrecking ball. 
throughout the show. Like, yeah. just like, and I think one of the themes, like I realized here, is like this whole like anti-hero, like you're rooting for. Like mm -hmm. you're not really rooting for Ari, but then there was times where you were kind of like felt for him when like he basically got like fired from the agency and all that stuff and like the various ups and downs he was going for but like yep. also just like he was like you couldn't really take your eyes off him mm -hmm. when he was on the screen yeah partly because jeremy piven never stopped moving yeah but there was yeah. just something about it <laughs> mm -hmm. that just was just like oh like all right like you're just focused on him yeah and so i think it's that's kind of just and that's where I landed with Ari. At yeah, 10. And I went back little, and forth on that one. Yeah, a, li a little, little, little surprising to me, but it absolutely makes sense. Um, Face Off was my number one Breaking Bad uh, episode. Okay, uh, okay. was in the two spot. So I know I'm a little bit out of line here, but this character means a lot to me. Um, and he was, uh, you know, my favorite character on what is arguably too many, and I think I'm talking to a person who might even argue it. Um, on the wire of one of the best shows of all time but uh Bodie was my guy and oh. uh, and uh Bodhi. it's i know he was not the the never really at the center of things but he was always involved in things and and to me he was kind of like the heart and the conscience of the show and I'm, when i say his conscience of the show i'm speaking to the streets i mean he defined the streets it was his home it's what raised him um and you know it just it was wild to see how he always, I mean, what a dangerous environment he was, he was interacting in and he was brave within it. He was never running away. He was truly mm -hmm. the truest of soldiers. He defined what a soldier in the street was on that show. And, uh, and he lasted, you know, to speak to, to the longevity thing, he lasted the whole yeah. time pretty much. I mean, until the end. And yeah, it's just, it just, he, he was a rock in the show. He was a rock on the streets aspect of the thing. And, you know, when I think, uh, I can't think of too, too many quotes, but I mean, I, I can speak to a scene that conversation with McNulty on that bench when he, um, you know, talking about the game being rigged. It just, it was yeah. just, you know, he just how frustrated he was with everything he put in, how loyal he was the whole time. It really, really, really got me. And obviously the chat, you know, he was involved in the chess game, but Bodie, yeah. Bodie's my number 10. I slipped in and I don't think it's going to be surprised that he's not the only one. Um, there's only one show I have two from, but the 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 wire represents again. But that wire's a tough yeah. one. Uh, it's amazing. Well, the wire. Yeah, I mean that was one of my like one of my rules, quote unquote rules, was that I could only do four characters from a show. Okay. Yep. Because like, I'm honestly, I do think the wire is like the best show ever. Yeah. And I think like their the bench is so deep it could have. It, this could have been a whole thing about the wire yeah. and so you know i had to like limit it to four and so i went with uh mcnulty uh -huh. stringer omar and bubbles, bubbles yeah were the four i had in the mix but then like someone like uh bodie was like right on the edge there yeah yeah and i would say like bodie definitely benefits from like re-watching the wire yep yep no question. Because I think, and admittedly, I've done it like five times, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's like, and when in doubt, I just like queue up the wire. But um, I think it's something I realized, like, you know, like when the first time through, like the Wallace death just crushes you. Yep. But then if you do like a rewatch, it's like, it's almost like you see it through Bodie and it, like it flips a little bit. And then like the Bodie death crushes you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know um that's what i kind of realized like you know it's 
because you know like you just kind of just invest with Bodie, like how he goes in and out of everything and absolutely he's just there like it's just crazy it's i love Bodie. yeah he's so endearing it's honest honestly i just i couldn't leave him off because because of that and just to just to touch on the wire one more time it's based and you mentioned the the bench and that's such a great term i mean If you were to look at and analyze like a show and, and when you're talking about the best of, I mean, with with the gift of characters they gave you and that you were attached to immediately, I mean, that's that's something that is going to give Wire a leg up right away. I was just thinking about yeah. Lester, Stringer, McNulty, Bunk, Wallace, the whole Sabakas, Omar, Prop Joe, Marlo. These all people mean something to me. Avon, Clay Davis, Chris and Snoop, Cedric. Yeah. I can go on. Carcetti. You can just keep oh, going on. Michael, D'Angelo, Poot. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> eBay. I mean, it's really yeah. all these characters meant something to me. And the fact that within yeah. just those amount of seasons, all you were able to attach to all those characters is really stunning. And so, I mean, this character analysis does help the wire being looked at as one of the best shows if not the yeah no i mean i think it's the best show because it's like the no days off theory yeah, yeah. like and that's why i had break i have like breaking bad second mm-hmm. just because either with both of those that's my there's, job, no, I think. there's no that's... fat you yep, know definitely. like with sopranos you can zone out i agree for periods of time or yeah. there's certain episodes where you're like yep. i don't know what's going on yep. but i think the wire and breaking bad are one and two for me yeah yeah um Number uh, nine. What what do you got there, Ryan? Uh, I have a tie. Oh, um, <laughs> it's, uh, between McNulty and uh, Cersei Lannister. Good. So I feel like we've given the wire a lot of love. Let's talk a little Cersei. I love that pick. I, I what yeah. a force of nature. I know. I feel like so many hated her. Um, as and I think yeah. that was the point. And I just I found her to be one of the most enthralling characters on that show. Um, yeah. As well, especially because with Game of Thrones, there was so much like give and take, and people changing sides and shifting yeah. and moving and dying and coming back to life and all that stuff. Um, Cersei was just Cersei from start to finish, and was just like, but just like a fun play on this whole idea of like the evil queen. Yeah, yeah. And then like how far she came and everything, and just I don't know. I just thought Cersei was just she was just there. Yeah, in the center, you know, mm-hmm. like just no unflappable Cersei. Yeah, no ups and downs too. The shame moment, the whole thing. I mean, they, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, she brought down King, like the King, the whole thing. She really she blew up the place. She like, blew yeah. up the whole place just while just <laughs> sipping on some red wine. <laughs> just watching, at like ten take, o'clock in the morning, just taking it in. You know, just yeah. another day. <laughs> yeah, just like you know, and drink your coffee, looking out the backyard. She's just like, oh, cool. I'll just blow up the sept. <laughs> yeah. Killed a bunch of people. I can uh, totally should have seen it coming, but yeah, um. I can promise you we'll be talking a little bit more of Thrones as we move along. Number nine, I have yeah. is uh, Ruth Fisher. I'm a six feet under junkie. It's uh, okay. I had to, I had to choose someone from there. That was, I mean, that was challenging to me. I find Brenda, uh, Nate. I know Nate made your um, a lineup, yeah. which is great. I mean, Claire was someone I related to the most, but Ruth Fisher to me, you know, the matriarch, the uh, there was something um, just about watching her pain through some of the harder times. But when she found joy in moments, I mean, there was no greater joy than when Ruth found joy on Six Feet Under. And that was just, you know, it was it, this this is I just had to have somebody from Six Feet Under 
on the yeah. show because it means that much to me. Again, like when I say I have it, and if, if we're doing uh, top, you know, shows of all time, I do have it in my top five. But I'm with you. I love that uh, No Days Off thing. I think there was some fat there. Uh, they brought it home yeah. in a major way, but that show just means the absolute world to me. And I had to give some love to it through uh, through Ruth in this right case. On. Yeah. So. Uh, I'll lead us off at number eight, and I have Kenny Powers right there. I don't know if you made. Yeah, that's who I have at eight. Is he really perfect? It's yeah. a perfect spot for him, Kenny. I yeah. Mean, what 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 is there to say? I mean, he's iconic, one of the funniest characters I've ever seen on television. Yeah, and he's also fits the mold of like the antihero. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and he's like the twisted, funny version. Mm-hmm of like Tony Soprano and stuff yep. like that. Like you shouldn't really root for him, but then you kind of do. Yeah. And he's just like, he's just amazing. And everything he says, like, and just how, especially if you you play into some cultural significance. Yep. Like I even saw a mention today because there was a, there was a controversy with a fishing tournament. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've seen it. I where, saw the argument. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah. like these guys like weighed fishes, which is yep. just, I mean, if I had more time in my day, I'd probably read more about it. But yep. and just someone was just like, I need Kenny Powers or Danny McBride involved in this story. And it's just like, yeah, that'd be great. Definitely. Yeah. Been, yeah. Um, and just the just the legacy of Kenny Powers that I think it's amazing. I think it's kind of also overshadowed um like vice principles and righteous gemstones yeah. a little bit. Definitely, definitely. It was it, it was it that like memorable. he's playing variations. Yeah. Kenny was the but, Kenny was the original of that character to, to people. I yeah, think. yeah. Uh, I, I, I am I right? Are we getting more? Wasn't there an announcement recently? Yeah, I felt like there was. I, I, I think, feel like I think, HBO is just in the Danny McBride business. Yeah, definitely. And they're like, you want to do another one? Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and everyone, just, that, yeah. You, you don't even have to leave South Carolina. Just shoot everything down there. It's, it's yeah, all good. exactly. Giddy up. <laughs> just hang out with all your friends. That's great. Exactly. Yeah, there was like a trailer for it. I think it mainly had Stevie in it. Yeah, talking. I, th- I think it's. I think it's definitely coming back, which is which is totally yeah. exciting. I'm sure. I'm, and I just, I trust him and that team to not skip a beat there. You know, sometimes when they bring yeah. something back, I'm like, um, you know, have some sort of nerves about it, but not there. Um, number seven, who you got there, Ryan? So I got to figure out my notes here. <laughs> then I did some flipping around. We really have some uh, of us on both our ends. Have some nerdy notes going on here. Yeah, I know, right? Um. <laughs> I think I landed with Tyrion Lannister. At seven. Love it, love it. I'll Just, save some words there because I have him pretty. I have him in a pretty special spot. But okay. I hear what you think about Tyrion. Well, like Tyrion, he's kind of similar to how like like Bubbles in the Wire would mm-hmm. do like these aside. It was almost like the court jester role. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like Tyrion wasn't. I mean, he kind of went beyond just being the dude on the side. Absolutely, definitely. But I think, like, especially early on, like, he was just there to help make sense of things. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, if anything, he definitely, and I won't get into me complaining about the last season of Game of Thrones, <laughs> but, like, he definitely didn't benefit from how they landed that plane. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's tough. Like, he definitely, they like, lost the thread a little bit on that one. Mm-hmm. That's but, fair. like. The tier, I mean, even just his journey in the show, like you even forget that dude almost got thrown out of the moon door. Yeah, the absolutely. Yeah. Like all this stuff, like, and just he just survived, like, against all odds. And like his relationship with Jamie or his relationship with Braun, his stuff with Braun was amazing. And I yeah. think 
you know, it's that's kind of been pointed out as something that's missing in House of the Dragon. Yep. They, these connections, these moments of levity Definitely. and stuff, but like it was just terrible. I'll even was, say when it comes to that, I'm sorry to interrupt you there, Ryan. Just I mean, he the the sort of uh comedic levities that uh Tyrion and someone like the Hound would have. Yeah. I got used to the Game of Thrones world having some like sort of humor in it that we're not seeing. Not I, I like I'm yeah. enjoying um House of Dragons, but like that is something that it just doesn't feel like the same world because they're not, I'm, I'm not getting the laugh, like or the shit yeah. talk that there was in there. That's yeah. They don't have the shit talker, or like the wise ass yeah. in the corner who can like make some joke about like marrying your uncle. Totally. Like, and which gives you know? it a lot of levity and like kind of yeah. the whole thing. Um, yeah. At number seven, this is also, I think I made this decision um, and I love, love this character, but also because I just want to see this show kind of be represented, but it's uh, Nora from The Leftovers. I almost, okay. she, she did um, kind of thread a line here. This was a tough one because uh, the longevity thing isn't there. I mean, we are, it, luckily there's three seasons, so yeah. it does, it's not like it's it, it's too far off. But I mean, some of these characters we sat with for seven eight seasons and and just they just killed it the whole time but she uh just i kind of described Bodhi as this but I, again and i might have even said ruth but um she was the heart of the show to me i mean she yeah. lost everything in the departure and the way she always found a way to move forward you know uh you know becoming a mother again and just it was just it was amazing it was actually i found it super inspiring and to speak to her importance of the show the series finale was titled the book of nora and I mean, mm -hmm. it was just, it was about her. And like, there's just two scenes that also come to mind, um, you know, uh, with her, because it's not like you're really quoting her. But um, there's this 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 one scene in a bar where where this guy who wrote a book about the departure and she confronts him and she just really, you know, he's not in pain. And she really is just, you know, it's, it's worth checking out if you haven't watched it in a while. And she's giving him a hard time how, how he's not in pain. And she's just it's fierce acting from uh, Carrie. Yeah. Just unbelievable. And then. Of course, the Wu Tang trampoline trampoline scene, um, yeah, just really special. But I just, I just Carrie's performance took me. Nora, I was just in it with her. She was, she was weird too and complex yeah. in a really, really interesting way. What's your relationship with the leftovers? Were you a big fan? I so I think it was a victim of timing and circumstance because sure. I think we tried to get into it, but it when it came out, wife and I were we're working on it's going through some things mm -hmm. that were just like a little heavy yeah yeah and so this is a heavy show too yeah, yeah. it just like the timing it just wasn't there for us mm -hmm. and so i never really got into it i remember then we tried to watch like I think it was like the second season or something yeah we were kind of feeling it and then i think there was like a guy like brought in a goat to a restaurant yeah he sure and did like and they just killed the goat and like we were both like nope we're not ready i'm not doing it and so i think it's like it's one of those things it's like i have like i know it's like three seasons and i like it's i want to come back to but it was definitely like a victim of circumstance it's the Absolutely. same thing with like the handmaid's tale yeah it just they, there was like a timing issue where i'm like nope Let's watch. watch the I, I picked that up because it's it is a good show and there's great acting. I picked that up and dropped that off all the time. I just I'll do yeah. three episodes. I'm like, there's no way I can continue right now. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's heavy. It's, it's heavy. heavy. But like sometimes, like you need that. Yeah. You just like you just need to be in the right mindset for something like that. Absolutely. Uh, let's let's bring it back uh, to the list at number six. Um, I'll go right ahead. Uh, I have Larry David. I mean, this is a, this is this is a guy who's 
uh, Larry David playing Larry David. He had a good joke about how he's uh, when he's coming back. I don't. Is it an 11th season? He's like, I'm excited to play this character, Larry David, once yeah. on, on HBO. I yeah. mean, I, I I think it more than anything here. Uh, longevity's got got him on this list. He's been he's been dropping season after season. Um, just in stirring it up too. I mean, things he does becomes you know water cooler talk pretty fast as well. Yeah. Like you know, there's he he's he's trying to you know step over that line, but I always feel he does it in a respectful comedic way that doesn't make him you know kind of like that asshole old man who's kind of yelling at a cloud and just he just he's he's, he's just yeah. he, he's just done it for so long, and I had to give him respect there. So that that's yeah, I think the biggest testament to Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm as a show mm -hmm. is that it's gotten to the point where you almost know where things are headed yeah. Yeah. and you're still super cool with it. Totally. It's, it's like, it's, you know, like when a season wraps and like he ends up tripping over the fence into the pool, which then is like, <laughs> like you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I, I'm not surprised, but you're like totally into it. Yeah. Like, you know, all the, the journey because the journey yeah. is funny. It's, and that's while the whole thing, the whole premise and, and, and whatever storyline they go with might be predictable whatever larry's gonna do and you know and whether he's in a, a grocery store or a restaurant it's always unpredictable and always ridiculous and just yeah i mean awesome. and just his relationship with jeff or his, like or Susie. yeah like my wife loves Susie. Susie's the like, best <laughs> every time Susie drops an f-bomb i think my wife gets happy yeah <laughs> like, it's just great and just and then Leon, like the Larry Leon combo. Leon might be like my number one of the like, honorable mentions. I just, I'm yeah. so important. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like, you know, like mid season additions, yeah. like from like a sports analogy. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to trump like Leon certainly coming into curb halfway through and basically breathing new life into Larry. Absolutely. Definitely. I love it. My favorite, some of my favorite roommates. Who, who you got at six? Uh, Stringer. Nice. Stringer Absolutely. Yeah, yep. and I think he's one of those boss. When I was doing this, because length of the show, you know, spoiler, Stringer dies at the end of season three. Yep. yep. Um, which makes total sense, especially like again, if benefit of the rewatch. Yeah. Like that, from the halfway point of season three, through four, but from the the second half of season three, mm -hmm. just the the Stringer Avon. Yeah. Is just oh chef's kiss. Everything. Love it. Everything yeah. is like the stuff they're saying, the subtext, like the eyes, how they look, and how they realize that they're just gone in two different paths. Yeah. And like Stringer's trying to become like a businessman. Yeah. Out of his little photocopy shop. Keep it real. Yeah. And just like Avon's right. Like and just getting like it's just Stringer just went way past his skis. Yeah. But just so much of like his presence and how good he was. Yep. And just like walking around, arms crossed behind his back, taking stock of everything. Yeah. Like you again, it's the Ari Gold thing. You couldn't take your eyes off Stringer. You just wanted to know Absolutely. what he was going to do. Definitely, it's hard to believe. Uh, you know, it's hard to recollect looking back that he was only there for three seasons because he was that yeah. powerful. And just like it's part of like when I think of the Wire, the image of him almost pops up like immediately. That is, it is yeah. completely fair that you have him there, even with that longevity. He's just. 
he's just the man. I mean, I, how many yeah. times have you watched that scene where he's just schooling the kids about, you know, like capitalism and stuff. It's just, it's just, it's just everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, taking notes on a criminal conspiracy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and the 40 degree day thing is just, again, if you talk about quotes, like he's got some great ones. Absolutely. And just, and to see where Idris has gone from there, it's just, it's just the whole yeah. thing. We're going into the top five and, uh, and, and so, um, I have Al Swearinger here, and uh, okay. it just—I just, uh, don't know. It's also like when I think about the channel uh, of HBO. I mean, for some reason, just like I was saying, when I think about The Wire, Stringer comes to mind. I just Al comes to mind. I just his 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 moments. I saw um, I was watching Patton Oswalt's new special, and he's talking about how his pandemic was just a mess. He's like, people were doing all these things. Like I wasn't doing anything. He's like, I watched Deadwood, and then I watched it immediately again. And I get that. I mean, there's so yeah. much to soak into with what they did. I mean, I want to give um, a shout out to like Seth Bullock too, because uh, like yeah. it's the yang to his yang. They really, uh, um, you know, kind of needed each other uh, uh, to make that show as the success that it was. But I really believe that people tuned in for Al uh, after a while as things were going on, or at least I did. I, I shouldn't speak for people. He but... was the more colorful side. Sure. Absolutely. You know, like Seth Bullock was pretty stoic. I mean, he was yep. just the lawman, just walk around all, you know, fantastic posture. Yep. <laughs> you know, just yeah. Um, but like Al was definitely like the color, like the sides, like the soliloquies and monologues, how he would like stand up on his balcony and just take stock of everything. Yep. Was just perfect. And um, yeah, I, lo I love Al. And, Deadwood's a fun rewatch too because then you kind of know like you have to, it's like reading Shakespeare. Definitely, yeah. You, you have, have to, to use the language for, for it takes a minute. And, yeah, and the rhythm of it, like it's yep. not it's not for everybody. Definitely, and like it's a cool western. It's beautiful, but like the language once you get into it, you're like, oh shit, I got to pay attention to this one. Absolutely, it's it's yeah. you're not looking at your phone if you're gonna enjoy no. apps. It's really it's it's a whole different experience, and the more you give to it, the more you the more you pay attention, the more you get out of it. Um, yeah. Who who broke into your top five here? Uh, Daenerys, I love it. I'm back to just love because it. like you can, like her journey, man. Yeah, like oh yeah, I mean, literally her journey. Girl yeah. was just traveling. She was backpacking <laughs> through Europe the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> and then just when you thought she was out, she was next thing you know, like captured oh. by someone else. Yep. Or holed up in a temple mm -hmm. somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then I mean, again, they the, how they ended the show. They did her dirty. Yeah, but yeah. like, um, just and especially as like a young female character, mm. because there's a lot of dudes yeah. in the HBO universe. Sure. Like, just how strong she was, and like the moments she had, like the one where she like got the unsullied. Mm -hmm. and, oh like, yeah, like guess what? I speak your language too. Yeah, fucker. It just she was just Daenerys was awesome, and it, it seeing her. Like there, there was positive moments in that last season of Game of Thrones. Like they're definitely like seeing her. I, like there, there was good stuff. There was good stuff. Yeah, I think it was more just how my my. And this is all I'll say. The pacing of it yeah. was completely at odds with the whole rest of the show. Yeah, that is such. All a of a sudden, they yada yadded everything. Yeah, and then the second uh, was House of Dragons like, likes to do some yada yadding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, they're doing it again this week. They're like, guess what? We're gonna do another time jump. <laughs> We're going right yeah, it's like yeah. um, but then just uh seeing her like in Westeros, I mean, yeah, in uh Winterfell. Yeah, oh yeah. It was just like when you think of like 
how far like that just that world is and yeah it just there was just that was cool and then you know she's like oh sorry sam i killed your dad (laughs) (laughs) sorry about that um i love that yeah i just yeah i just think daenerys was just the power she had yep I thought was incredible and how she just time after time, just putting dudes in their place. Absolutely. I love that you, you have amazing. two incredibly strong female characters from game of Thrones on your list. That's so, so appropriate and awesome. Um, I live in a house of women. A couple of daughters and a wife. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, yes. I want to bring in then another, uh, just uh, very important female character uh to hbo and that's selena and number four for me from veep i just think <laughs> i had just, her at four too no you're kidding we i can't yeah. believe we have two at the same spot um just just it's again it's i wanted to bring the show into the mix veep just uh it's you know especially uh, veep is something that came to mind to me the whole donald trump presidency when, when things are going on it just yeah. I was like i was like that happened in veep that happened in veep and it was just mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and Veep is another show that like the more I go back to it, the more I'm laughing, the more I'm I'm, I'm appreciating oh. the nuance of all the all the acting and and especially what Selena brings to the table. I mean, she's at the center of that all that madness, and I just find it to be the most impressive thing. Yeah, she's also, you know, like so much of this is like the long shadow of Tony Soprano. Yeah, and yeah. like how he created this. So it's like even like someone like Al Swearingen. Mm-hmm. exists in that shadow or like nucky thompson 100 exists in that shadow but i uh, can kenny powers is like the comedic side of it selena's like the female version of it. agreed Absolutely. because again she's like that like she's she's a terrible person especially when they get to the end <laughs> yeah. like but like you're still they make a with point her. to like bring it home how terrible a person she is yeah but you're still yeah. like oh, i love selena totally totally it's great and i just think like her role is like the female version of Tony Soprano. Like she's one of the ones, like, again, like when I first did this, she, the Veep wasn't around. And then she definitely, when I redid it, I think for like the third time, yeah. all of a sudden Serena was, um, Selena was like a two seed. Yep. And yep. then like just plowed her way through. Keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely benefits from rewatch. And if anyone's listening that hasn't done Veep for some reason, because I actually came to the game late there. Mm-hmm. And just when I finally got to it, I was like, man, I've been sleeping really hard. It's so, so special. Um, did yeah. you say well, it's also, com- oh, it's also kind of, oh, sorry. It's yeah. also kind of like uh, Deadwood in the sense that you need to pay yeah. attention. Yeah, like, yeah definitely. It's not like you it's can't so do the second screen thing because yeah. like there's like five jokes happening at once. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, funny like verbal jokes but then like gary's standing in the corner reacting yeah. it's just like fantastic i love yeah. the so we're going we're, let's go into it where this is top three so uh okay i'm gonna i'll start out um I, and i always piss off um sopranos fans i love sopranos i love it yeah. it's, i think it's one of the top but like when i talk about best shows i you know i do talk about uh, i talk about breaking bad i talk about the wire before and i talk about six feet under but it's 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 right there and uh, I noticed Tony was your number one seed, and Tony belongs yeah. to be a number one seed. And anyone who had Tony as number one, now, like you just mentioned it, like almost the face of HBO, and they, everyone lives yeah. up in the shadows. I have him at three. He can be anywhere. Any of these, he could be two. He could be one. He is the man. It's his performance. Uh, I mean, the performance was incredible. Just the character was just just larger than life. I mean, it, this it it rocked television, and it's because of yeah. Soprano and. 
And, you know, like I said, I have him at three, but he could easily be number one. He's that important of a character to HBO. Yeah, I, I have him at three as well. Yep. Um, <laughs> just because, like, um, yeah, like, I had him as, like, the number one seed, but then, like, you do, like, when I did the bracket thing and, um, you know, eventually, I mean, I think he made it to the final four. So, yeah. congratulations. Congratulations. But, um, yeah. Yeah, like, no, it's, like, it's, again, like, my one, two, and three are, like, there's very little breathing room totally. in between them. Yeah. And then, yeah, Tony's amazing. And he's like, a, he's legacy and every, like, there's nothing you or I could say about him that hasn't been said ad nauseum. Yeah. No and doubt. he's 100% sure. And Tony's amazing. Like, Tony's you see amazing. a clip, clip shows up on Twitter or something of a minute and a half of Tony doing something. I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm click every time, every single time. Yeah. Definitely. But I'm not necessarily, I think, I think the wife and I tried getting into this, tried watching Sopranos all the way through. Cause I think I had, but she hadn't. Yeah. That was like our pandemic thing. I think we got halfway through season one and we just life got in the way. Yeah. yeah. And um, I just think Sopranos is just, it exists. It's great. Yeah. But it's, it's like a totality. Like I don't, I'm not ang- ang- like itching to go back. Yeah. And do the whole thing. I think we're we're gonna we're gonna bring the Sopranos lovers uh out out of the out of the woodworks. <laughs> I, that's day, I mean, I I live in Sopranos country too. This is yeah, very yeah, dangerous. you sure do. <laughs> you sure do. Um, yeah. What's your two? I'm curious. You two. I have a good feeling what your number one is, and I have that at two. So we'll be talking about those two. What's what's it? You have it two. Larry David. Larry David. Great. Cool. Larry, cool. And this was one of those that benefited from like version two of me doing this yeah as larry david went on and i think it was more just like just because of just the cultural significance i think larry david is almost trump tony soprano yeah you know it just because uh, yeah. i mean it's also it's not totally fair because larry david's still doing larry david things and curbs still exist yep. and so but like it's just the, you know how you reference Larry David, how he does things, how he's be, he's like an avatar yeah. for how you would love to live your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like you would just love to go and tell someone like go fuck off or just not. What are you doing? Like call someone out for a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. You want you want to do all those things that he does. He is, he's he's speaking like, for the everyday man, everyday yeah, person. He's almost person. he's yeah. almost like a superhero in that respect. Totally, but totally. he's just doing everything you want to do, like you can't do because. Well, you're not Larry David, and you mm. just can't. And just like, I don't know. I just appreciate him, love him. I want to be like him when yep. I become an old man. Yep. For better or worse. Better I just, or worse. Yeah, I just think. I mean, Larry David. I just think is just legendary. Props up to Jeff Garland. I love. I just love how much he has his back for Larry's like craziness. He's yeah. Like, yeah. He's like always yeah. supports the insanity, and it's like it's it makes me really really happy. So I'm done yeah, about the two of them, Oh, go on. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Just the two of them together when they're getting like upset about something. Totally. He riles them up. Yeah, it's just great. I love it. It's just so good. So good. Yeah. Great picks. So I've done the math in my head. I uh, I I know what your number one is now. That's my number two. So basically what we have now left is uh, uh, my number one and your number one. And you spoke to it. We talked about it. I have Terry and Lannister as number one. I think, okay. I think game of Thrones is like, and, and I know we did discuss some of the, you know, not stick in the landing thing. I think it's, it is that impactful of a show and means that much to me. I mean, that's something I, I, I'm, I go back and rewatch the episodes and it's just, I am in an awe of what they did there yeah. and the more mm-hmm. and more over time. And I, I think, 
he has become to me kind of the face of it and i and, and you could definitely the the ones you mentioned as well are uh, can easily be looked at as that or even john or whatnot but uh you know the quotes i got this book right here i, I know this is a podcast so you can't see it but okay. it's the quotes the quotes of terry <laughs> Manager. it's thick you can go through this this thing's like they yeah. come from the book in this one too the quotes the lines are amazing the the uphill battle he faced i mean the fact that he was hated by his family in this he was blamed for his mother's death he was ostracized for being a dwarf and and a, and a womanizer but just he was so fun to watch he was this comedic aspect and he was using his mind in a world full of swords and armors and and just like some of the sp scenes i i mean you know what he did at blackwater bay um but his yeah. i think one of my favorite scenes in all of television history is his and maybe some of the best acting I've ever seen is his confession at the trial of uh, 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 Joffrey's murder trial. And he was like, I should have let, you know, Stannis kill you all. And, you know, he wasn't confessing to to killing Joffrey. He says, I didn't kill Joffrey, but I wish he's. But he was like, I'm guilty of being a dwarf and just like yeah. laying it on everything he went through. And, you know, then he goes on to kill um, Tywin on the toilet. And I just it just I am just in awe of uh, uh of how how that performance and and just just the lines and you know just it's that was that's my guy that Tyrion's my guy yeah. you know that's no, it. and that's that's totally that's valid man Tyrion yeah. was he just made sense all he the did. way through he was he, until, he, he, until he pitched brand <laughs> yeah just fumbled yeah. at the goal line on that he did at the goal line. <laughs> just come on man you, you, you and you, you alluded to it earlier too he was he was making sense of it or kind of like rationalizing a lot of things and and, and talking out some of the like the conversations the one-on-one -on -one conversations he had through it all kind of yeah. you know, uh, gave uh, weight in an appropriate uh, context to everything we were going going through on that so yeah your number one easily could have been my number one. I, I, I on any given day, I could cho yeah. choose, choose him as 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 the man. He's my man too. Who's your number one there, Ryan? Omar. Omar Little. Omar. Yeah. It was just, and that was like I wrote about it when I did this. It just was like, yeah, it was obviously going to be Omar. Omar the whole time. Even, if, even if I didn't know it when I went into it, like because yeah. I had like Omar as like a two seed. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't even have him as like the number one because it just. <laughs> And, uh, but like when you break it down just there has never been someone like omar there never will be someone like omar no, never just omar's role throughout the wire how he just like slide slid through it all definitely and like would have different relationships with different characters but like was ultimately himself the stuff he said the stuff he did like talking about quotes like I mean, how many times do we use the the gif of Owen Deed? Yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean? like, and just like the man has to have a code, and just yep. all this stuff, and just like the fact that he <laughs> jumped from like a fifth floor balcony, and you're like, yeah, Omar did that. He's a superhero. He's another yeah. Superhero. Yep. Again, like he just Omar is just you. You can't take your eyes off him. Yeah. You're waiting for him to come back. Definitely. You just want to know what he's going to do next. You're rooting for him the entire time, mm -hmm. even when he's just out there just killing people and do. But like he's doing it in a justified way. Yep. And like again, it's it's all about like that code and like I just love Omar. Yeah. Love Omar. Yeah. 
the, the courtroom scene, the shotgun, the briefcase mentioned. Just, I mean, also yeah. that he was a you know a, a gay man in in a world that, that that doesn't really hold well to that, and just the yeah. way he, he just there were so many complex like that he he was a conundrum, it, but it just it worked. He was it was amazing, and yeah. him being on kind of the outside, almost like this bounty hunter, just whatever, just doing yeah. his own thing, dancing around the whole thing. Omar's the man. So congrats yeah. to Omar Little and uh, yeah. Tyrion for, for taking home these crowns over here. <laughs> yes, uh, congratulations. Two other things both. we wanted to touch on just to kind of bring home how impre- impressive the, the, the character, uh, I'll use the term again, bench at HBO yeah. is. Um, it, I'd love to hear you speak on some some just some names of uh, some characters that were probably close to getting in, some honorable mentions. Then well, let's talk about the rookie some rookies, you know, some recent ones that if there was yeah. longer times, they're going to be busting into your bracket. But what are some um, kind of honorable mentions for you? Um, I had two, Jon Snow and Carmela Soprano. Yeah, good, good calls. Great calls. Because I think Jon Snow, like, especially, like, he definitely benefited from the whole show happening. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, if you, if you did, if I were to do this after the first two seasons, mm-hmm. no way. Yeah, first five seasons is up and comer, but we'll see. But then you do the whole thing, and he just like how he developed. Like we almost forgot like how annoying emo John was <laughs> absolutely in the beginning, yeah. and then just like yeah, dude went undercover, uh-huh. wildlings, uh-huh. plot like was committed, climbed up like hard home. Yeah, that, like if you just watch anything, you watch like the last fifteen minutes of hard home. Yeah, when the Stunning. dogs start barking. Like yep. that scene is insane. Like mm-hmm. that whole, and just how like awesome he was in battle. Like like he just John. I'm all yeah. in. Love John. Yeah. Uh, and then Carmelo was just you can't have Tony Soprano existing on his own. She yeah. was the counterweight. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. doubt, definitely. I think that's we've spoke about that a couple times with some characters that that you know needed that that other side to it that really you know the, the when characters are going head to head like that it's just really really powerful um carmela was there for me christopher he's definitely someone people yeah. speak about all the time he's he's something yeah. um i don't know there's a couple that you know come to mind like you know ali g you know like he's just he made yeah. a big cultural significance like that was that was the whole thing there's um you know what's funny uh is that I am a huge, huge proponent of Boardwalk. I don't think it's talked about enough. I don't think it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, there's an article I wrote about just how special it is and why. And it just, but but I was looking at the cast and they're just, I mean, of characters and they're all so good, but like none of them were sneaking in for me. Jimmy Darmody, Nucky, of course, um, yeah. Jillian Darmody, um, Richard Hero. Uh, what was um, Michael Shannon's character? Is Nelson something? Oh no, Mike and Shannon's character. Shannon, I was yeah, it was it that. was like Nelson something. Oh, it was Van like, Alden. Yeah. Van Alden. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great, great yeah. call. But yeah, just I was surprised when I was looking at it and running all the numbers. I'm like, I don't have someone from Boardwalk, but it just speaks to very like just how chalky, how equal the cast was, and how good everyone was. It was a real, you know, kind of ensemble thing. Um, yeah. The only other one I would think of, and, and it just didn't have a long enough time. I really liked Enlightened and Amy uh, Laura Dern's character was really, really special in that, but. Yeah. I bet me and you can go on and on. I mean, there's just, just <laughs> there's just so much. But let's talk about to bring it home. Um, some that you could see, uh, really, you know, it, well, if you say you would make the bracket in like three years, 
Um, yeah. I'm sure there's some that might sneak in there. Who would who would that be? Well, Leon from Curb, yeah. I think would jump in there. Sure. Um, succession is not represented because definitely. what are they? Are they about to start season four? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you did. Yeah. So that. So yep. Yeah. So I think, but even like, then I was thinking like, who would be Succession? I think like Kendall, Logan. Shiv, and Tom mm. would probably like. I think I think Logan's good. Yeah. But like. Feel like we've seen that character yeah, before. That's true. Like that's the, true. The, yep. the, the patriarch. Yep. So I think more like I just think like where Kendall's been like the ups and downs. And I think it's Kendall. Going. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Shiv is like Shiv sucks. Oh yeah. God, I hate Shiv. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like, supposed to. I think to that's part of it. <laughs> totally. It makes us love Tom. <laughs> yeah. And then I think Tom. Yeah. So I think them. Also, like um, with Barry, either Barry or Noho Hank. Oh, yeah, Gene's not far off, but Bo Barry and Noho Hank, that's like the top yeah. of my, like, what I think really could could just, I think that show is stunning. I was actually, this is the stuff I get upset about. I was, like, upset that that didn't, you know, beat Ted Lasso this time. I love Ted Lasso, but Barry yeah. is deep. It's it's funny, but it's so deep. And what him and uh, what Barry and Noho Hank bring to the table. Um, is, do you know if... Um, yeah, on White Lotus, Armand is a character I really love. I don't know if he's going to continue to the next cast. I think he. Yeah. Well, didn't yeah. he die at the end? Oh, did he? Yeah, he passed. What am I thinking? Yeah. He absolutely passed. Yeah. Uh, but that, yeah, uh, yeah he shit in the, the thing. But like, like he would exist in like the uh, one off. One off. One off. Like, exactly. Because so he was amazing. He was amazing. Yeah. Such a stunning yeah. character. I totally forgot what happened to him. Uh, Rue is yeah. the only other one that I, I really could see in something. Uh, Dolores from Westworld kind of came to mind, but Westworld's kind of all over the map so yeah and then yeah, like I can. Stones, and we'll see what hbo does next they just keep keep cranking it out man it's incredible so, yeah we we quit westworld this season and felt yeah. great about it yeah <laughs> it's nice yeah. to move talk about a show that you really have to work for it's and it's 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 yeah. a shame though because I, I loved it at first i love it conceptually i love the idea of it the actors on it are great it just it's just there's something that i almost feel like it, it feels like they're trying to confuse you I mean, mission accomplished, guys. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Yeah. They did it. Yeah. So this yeah. is fun. I'm really. I love the idea. Thank you for the idea. Uh, this was. This is. Oh, no problem. I'm sure a lot of people would love to join in and and share their opinion on these HBO characters. But this was a really fun. Yeah. Out. Appreciate it, Ryan. Yeah. Excellent. And thank you, everyone out there, for once again joining the party. Come on, your Omar's coming, man. Oh, shit. This podcast is in the loop. The Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.